Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast for the first time in 2019, where we've got a ton to catch up on after a frenetic New Year's break. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West, and the man alongside me every episode, three-time NBL champ and Perth Wildcats vice-captain Greg Hyer. How are you, Greg? Well, a lot better than you, and we'll obviously find <laughs> out in, in due time. But yeah, it's obviously been a while for uh, since the last mm. recording of the show due to uh, New Year circumstances. Yes. But uh, yeah, eager to, to get into it. I'm sure there's been, since the last time we mentioned it, I know my crystal ball projection was 4-0, and and it's been the complete didn't, opposite didn't of that. There, yeah. So, uh, But yeah, so Christmas was good, spent with family, and uh, if you want to let our listeners know... Well, what happened to you? Um, the... I, had, I had a good Christmas break. Yes. I have ruptured my ACL and torn my Not meniscus ideal. and need a knee reconstruction next week, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, surgery next Tuesday. Surgery next Tuesday, which wow. will be good. I'm absolutely dreading it, but... Um, Hospital food, yeah, all that, fun all stuff. the rest of it, mate. But it's not a, it's not an overly. I've, I've done it while I'm playing social basketball. It's not an overly <laughs> common um, basketball. It's more of a footy kind of injury. But I mean, I think Cam Besto did one a couple of years ago. It's, the, it's because you're an athlete, mate. Like it only happens well, to the most explosive clearly players. I'm, clearly, I'm jumping I mean, too high. When you let me know, like you sustained a little bit of an injury, I was hoping, oh, it's just a bit of a jarred knee. But hearing you've ruptured your ACL and done something in meniscus, like. I was hoping it was a jarred as wow. well, but I've basically jumped, gone to to push off as I've landed and, and twisted the left knee and it's just buckled underneath me. Um, but I don't think any of the guys on my team were monstrously concerned about it. I wasn't monstrously concerned about it. I thought well, it was it's something... It's not a common injury you see on a, on a social no, league night. Yeah, no, sure. it is not. It is not. So... Um, I'm sure you walked out. Like, did he walk out or get crushed out? I walked out. I was. I'll, I'm proud to say. I don't know whether this is pride or not. Drive I'm proud home. to say I was offered the option of a wheelchair okay. to be wheeled yeah, out of there. That's not happening. And I just went. You know what? I thought about. It. I was like, Nah, I can't get wheeled yeah, out. Yeah, don't be like Paul Pierce in the NBA No, finals. I wasn't going to do a Paul Pierce <laughs> and yeah, and wheeling past the team that we just beat as well. I was like, No, no, no. I'm walking out of here with a bit of help from uh, the guys so next to me. But um, are you standing in as a coach? Is that what's going to happen? Or are you just like, Nah, I'm not doing anything for 12 months. I don't know. Like, nah. No, I'd probably, I'll probably detach myself from it. I'd say <laughs> I kind of still think Painful. about the moment a little bit, and it's, uh, it's doing my head in a bit oh, to sort of, of consider the next twelve months of not being active. Well, commiserations to you, mate. It's, uh, yeah, it's not ideal, but. Uh, eh. It's not. We'll have, have you ever played alongside someone who, or been on a court when someone's done their ACL on no. basketball? As I say, it's not a massively common basketball injury. It's yeah, more touch, of a footy injury. Touch wood. Yeah, it's not a, a big thing. I mean, the last one is maybe big Angus Brandt when he first signed off the Wildcats. He, I remember coming in and he was sort of maybe just after that. He was still wearing that humongous knee brace mm. that he did when he first was with the Kings. But yeah, no, I haven't been around that. Been around with college. Yeah, like in collegiate sports is very common like you'd see ACL injuries like all the time mm. sort of thing even as a as an athlete so um, yeah so I think you've got the as as all injuries the the beauty of rehab and um, yes. ticking every single little box and being meticulous with the way you are will have to prepare your body um, and the only thing I feel sorry for is usually when you're an athlete you have physiotherapists like at your at a call away so yes. you're going to be doing all that fun stuff 
like without the uh, yeah, the yeah. guidance of a professional sport. So feel free to come into the Wildcats <laughs> club offices. Dave Philpo is a fantastic physiotherapist, so feel free if you want to even just bounce ideas, and I can ask him, and then we can we can relate. Mate, so. I might very well <laughs> take you up on that. So uh, we'll progress as we go forward. Um, as far as you guys mm. going, your new year, we talked about that the road trip. One and four for the Hotman Cut road trip, which wasn't a great record. If you yep. got out of there at two and three, I think you might have almost been semi-satisfied with that. And there are yeah. a couple of games there that you had leads in that you couldn't quite uh, get the job done. How how tough has that stretch been for you guys? How much of it has it been yeah. a challenge to sort of stay upbeat amongst that schedule and the losses? It's What's been, it been tough. Like? It's been, no doubt, really, really tough, especially you had with the road trips and being away and doing all that stuff, which is an expectation you know, mm-hmm. around this time of the year. But... Um, I think it's the manner that we've lost has, has added to that pain. So it's been quite brutal. I mean, we've had double-digit leads in, in some of those games and looking at, um, you know, it's been two contrasting styles in each half and, you know, walking into a game and going, yep, like we've on top of things in the first half and we address them and, and a point of emphasis every single game has been, all right, hey, we've had a bit of a letdown in the third quarter. Let's, you know, I guess put your foot in the throat, as as they say, mm. and, and really get into the game. And then just some really big letdowns. And, I mean, momentum is a huge thing, and obviously that leads into confidence. And obviously you see some guys um, only natural to, to doubt themselves individually um, because there's a little bit of pressure. Uh, mm. Because, yeah, we, we're in a rut. Like, we've, we've done that. And obviously being on the road does and help because you know um, you, you're restricted to training times you're doing all that sort of stuff plus fatigue and all that sort of stuff and hey, I'll be the first one to say there's no no excuses in, in that regard but yeah it's been it's definitely been a challenging time and more so because we've really had two opposite ends of the spectrum where we've gone in at the start of the season depleted and um, backs against the wall with no real expectations of winning some of those games with the talent that was out yeah, yeah. To, to getting some really big wins sitting on top of a ladder to then I mean I was you know when when we got all of our bodies I was like we're on top of the ladder you know with one loss uh, before the break you know I was thinking like well, we're getting all of our studs back we're going to be absolutely steamrolling you know and, and it's been the opposite side so yeah it's uh, this is a crew crucial time for us. I mean, it's nice to finally, if there's a negative, uh, sorry, like uh, trying to find a positive within this whole situation, we're still sitting second on the ladder. Um, and, you know, now we're at home, we're, like with, with six games at home, um, if we take care of business, I think that will really put us in a position for the playoffs. Obviously, there's a lot of things we need to rectify. Um, you know, it's, it's tough because when you look at it, we see how well we have been playing in patches, um, but then we see just like, and it's not even a quarter or two, it's two or three minute sort of patches in mm-hmm. there where it really lets ourselves down. I mean, we look at New Zealand, four point lead with about two and a half minutes left, uh, two and a half minutes left, and it ends in a, a 13 point you know, turnaround. And they lead with nine points going into the fourth. So, yeah. Tough, brutal. The environment has been definitely not the the, the, the nicest. Um, I'm not going to lie, mm. um, but you know it, it's with this group and, and with that, you know, you, you expect that that will respond. And 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 I'm confident. We, you know, it's not not like heads have been dropped, and we know. Um, we can't fix, rectify things. Yeah, I know you don't want to put excuses out there, but in terms of that that fatigue factor do you mm. think that is an actual thing that has caught up with you guys as you mentioned you guys had bodies out yes you've got them back but in terms of those guys finding yeah. you know, peak fitness when they're coming back and then also you know the reserves having to be called on to do more in that time 
thrown in with the travel yeah, and I the think five games. Has what, that sort of caught up with you a fraction? What we've seen is, um, you know, like uh, each game has been really – like against Illawarra, um, you know, it was a stage there where uh, I think in the fourth we may have had like nine stops in a row. and like, um, But we couldn't score either. And so I was just thinking like, you know, we're doing all the right things, but we just missed open opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, the game of basketball is such a mental game as well and so that's when you start getting that like apprehension or should I shoot this shot you know is this the right shot and yeah fatigue messes with you mentally like mm. you, you're not completely um, yeah you start your decision making isn't the best and what we've seen on the road um, is that those little things have then been magnified and like what leads into maybe a, a missed rotation and leads into an open three, which then you give a team at home confidence, then that leads into six or eight quick points in mm-hmm. succession and then they're coming back home, like, you know, like heading into the fourth quarter thinking, we're pumped. And we've got a target, like the Wildcats as an organisation have a target on the back. Like we look at it, you, you see teams, especially like when we were losing those games, like teams, how they celebrated was like a grand final victory, like because once we're the benchmark team at the start of the year and that, but like, yeah, that they they've got a huge win against the team that hopefully is going to you know will be in the playoffs hopefully and so yeah we're we're getting the best against teams as well so fatigue is definitely a factor you're not going to say that uh, like it it, it isn't um, but that's where I think uh, for us you know like I look at it as so many different sort of little things but you know. Uh, we've got to adapt a lot better. I um, mean, against New Zealand, I think in the first half, uh, we're shooting 55% from the three-point line, which is obviously about well above our average. Um, but then we, they've obviously changed their system of play. Um, and instead of us adapting and going, hey, like let's get it inside, they're running a zone. You know, we then went on to shoot 39 three-pointers, which isn't our style. You know, like I, I think we've got to force-feed the ball into into guys like Gus and Nick and give those opportunities. Like we. We joke around it all the time. Um, you know, we don't really have to run so many plays for Nick because he's so efficient. But like, I think now when you've, you're in those little bits of ruts and you're struggling a little bit, like, give him the ball and exploit his his uh, his defensive matchup. Yeah, yeah and yep. you know, and I think everyone everyone can be honest and say we can definitely um, pick up a you know a level of play. I mean, um, obviously the bigs are going to be you know. Um, pretty disheartened you know with Wesley and Long going 52 and whatever against them like that's a huge thing and yeah I'd love for you know a guy like Gus and all those guys to take that personal like it's obviously a team sport and we, we're all in this together but I think from a personal standpoint everyone needs to sort of go take it upon themselves to hey I'm not going to lose this individual battle one on one you know like I always when I play against Chris Golding um, who's I think arguably the best one on one player that sort of raises me like I, I need to elevate my level of play because I don't want to get beat now more common than not, I do get beat but you at least have to have that mindset that one on one he's not going to help like I'm not going to regard need a teammate to help me out and I think those those guys I mean we, we can definitely change the way we play double down the post but I think guys just need to take a little bit more personal pride in their one on one battles and I think um, yeah when you're licking your wounds a little bit you've got to really try and uh, use that as a little bit of motivation too We'll change up our regular order because we've got a couple of Twitter questions that I want to toss out here that the fans want to know about um, the form at the moment. Chantel Tom wants to know about the post-halftime kind of right. What does the team need to do differently to avoid the third quarter fade-out slash giving up decent leads? Well, I think we've gone away from our identity. And and that's as arguably as... 
as I guess blase and boring as it is, like if you ask anyone what the Wildcats, the strengths of the Wildcats have been over however many years, it's been defense and hustle and intensity mm. and, and all that. Those it's, it's boring, but it works. Correct. And you know, for us, um, you know, like I've, I've had, had a couple of people saying like, oh, you're all like you're getting older, and those hustle plays aren't as common. But it's like I, I will, yeah, argue to the house down that that's not the case. I think it, it is. It's tough playing that style. It's exhausting. Um, so those guys need to go, all right, you know, whether that's... And it's not a, a lack of trust in your teammates to say, oh, well, I know you can't do it. It's just like we, we need to go, hey, we're going to run in three or four-minute patches where yeah, guys are done to the point of exhaustion um, and then allow a bench guy to come in, make a little bit of a play and bring those starters back home. And I just think we, we've lacked that little bit of grunt and grit um, because I think hustle plays, especially on the road, are the, are the biggest things, you know, getting a, an O board after a team plays great defence, you know, and then... Chain, chain, resetting the shot clock and then hitting a big shot mm. is a momentum changer. It deflates teams, and I think that's what we've been lacking. That's there's no doubt we've gone away from our strengths. I mean, there's a few times we've watched games where against Illawarra we weren't even picking picking up full court uh, because we sort of were like playing. We've been worrying about teams and and maybe playing to other teams' strengths and and how we can sort of negate that. Where our mindset is. Let's play to our strengths, you know. Like, let's not worry about other teams' strengths. Like, we'll we'll change that as, as the game goes on. If, you know, we want a hard show on a guy and he releases the ball earlier than expected, you know, we can adapt and change to what the, the that distinct playing style is. But let's actually go back to what works for us, and that is, you know, being relentless in the defensive end because, you know, offensively, yeah, we've struggled at times in the fourth quarter. There's no denying that, but I've. When we're rolling defensively, it just leads so much mm. to easy points offensively, like getting the ball out in transition and, yep. and doing that sort of stuff. We throw up the ball at the wings and throwing that up to the post. You know, like giving NBL teams across the league are too good defensively just to run a half court set, especially come fourth quarter when the rest really pull their whistles away mm. and say, "Oh, we don't really care." It turns into a physical counter. So that's where we really need to generate a little bit of spark, and that's on the defensive end. So, yeah, answering that question, I think we've just got to go back to it. And I know that sounds sort of cliche, but um, I don't think if you if you went to those four or five games that we've played, you said, "Hey, here's the start of the season. That's Wildcats basketball style. That's what's won us mm-hmm. the championship." There's two contrasting styles. So I think you, you, we've we've got to go back to that level, and and hopefully, we'll, uh, while I'm, mm. I'm trustworthy, that it will happen tomorrow night. Yeah, and, on, and onwards. And um, and another Twitter question. This has been a, a common theme. This one from says, "How do you shut out the noise as a playing group when everyone, from the experts to the so-called experts, yeah. have a, have an opinion on getting a third import? Do you talk about it or just ignore it?" Now, I've before you answer that, um, we've just got an exclusive story that's gone up on yep. the websites at the West and Perth now that you'd want to check out. Um, stating that Perth has officially ruled out picking up a mm. third import for the remainder of the season. So you guys are officially locked yeah. in with the 11 guys that you have in your squad. What? How does that give you a sense of stability and comfort? Does it give you faith that you guys can can do the job? Where does, where does that sit with you as a, a player? Yeah, it's an interesting topic. I mean, we talk about that outside noise and... Um yeah, I can talk honestly as a as a player that definitely would have been in a firing line if we went to to a third import uh, option. Yeah, like that's that was um, 
that would definitely be a, a scenario that yeah may have happened and um, there's no denying that you at those times where you've had a couple of losses and and I guess the environment uh, more so at, with outside the organization there's a lot of external noise and external yep. pressure um, yeah you obviously hear it um, as a group we've we haven't never addressed it um, even as a leader I don't think because you know, there's just common knowledge that we um, have a lot of faith within the players. Um, you know, there's there's been no need to say, look, it's more so how can we fix this? Because, like, as I said, I think we, yeah, I, I'll argue 100%. I think this is this team can uh, win a championship. I mean, we, we've shown it. Um, you know, I, I love this group. I love the, the personality of this group. Um but yeah, when you're when you're talking about that sort of stuff, yeah, it does. It it does weigh you down more so. Not when you're playing and training. I think it's those days off, mm-hmm. or yep. you just lost to Illawarra, a team that you were expected to win, um, and you're travelling five or six hours. You know, and you start reviewing the tape, and um, there's no one to really talk to. You're a bit by yourself, and um, you're thinking like, yeah, what? Like, is this the end? You know, like, and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's those like quiet times where you, yeah, you, you definitely, you definitely do think about it. Um, I'm every guy is each their own. I'm pretty good with that sort of. I let myself uh, think about those thoughts and 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 deal with them. And then I'm pretty good the next day. I'm ready to get to work. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the way you got to approach it. Um, I'm excited like every single day once I get one of those moments. You know, even in Brisbane when we lost gave myself about an hour or two to, to sort of reflect on what's going on around the group and myself and how I can help out and then had a workout and, and it's like, no, let's get to work, let's get better, you know, and um, yeah, so the approach from the guys has been top notch. I mean, um, yeah, you'd be lying if in this whole circumstance, like no one's been like, oh, I don't really, you know, ha- haven't heard about it. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, hear all the course. experts, you're hearing social media, Facebook friends, I literally just <laughs> hit up a mate. Um, literally on uh, on Facebook just four, four days ago because the way Facebook sees it, you obviously see people that comment on posts and just sort of said, oh, hi, I should be fired and sort of messaged him. And, and, and he was a mate of yours? Yeah, well, not okay. mate. Like, yeah, like just a sort of a Facebook friend. Okay. It's a guy actually... Um, yeah, had spoken to about uh, dealing with mental health conditions okay. only, right. only a year or two ago and sure. I sort of was like... How have times changed, mate? Like you know, it's sort of um, and uh, and I only wished him well, but you know, and that's 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 what happens. You, you, as I say, I've said this many times in a show. Like you can't hide hide away from it. But the beauty of it, we've got a very strong group. A lot of guys that yeah were happy enough to talk. I mean, that's part of my my role is to is to make sure that guys feel comfortable in their role and feel safe and secure and and, play, and feel confident that they so that they play their best basketball. So yeah. um, it's good and obviously the open dialogue with the coaches. It's, you know, there's been no times where you know once you're on the road and you want to have a coffee with a coach and just talk about your role and some clarity and mm. and how you can assist the team. It happens and it's and it's good. It's, we've done that, but. Yeah, I mean, it's to hear that from Trev. That's huge. Um, so, like, so was that today as well? Yeah, that sort like, of. Yeah, that's been made official yeah, for like you we, guys as well. We've heard it all the time, yep. and um, I think when you know, like, you're not performing, and you're a professional athlete, like, um, as much as you wish it wasn't part of professional sports, especially I look at it now, and I'm like. I've been here for nine years and the beauty of why I've been around the Wildcats and why I believe we've been so successful is because we've, um, we haven't had much change. Like, yeah, we've brought in new, new guys, but there hasn't been, um, we haven't made reactionary decisions just based on pure performances, you know, like even when we were in a bit of a rut, um, yeah, we, we make it if we generally feel like we don't have a, 
uh, a chance to compete for a championship, and and that, I don't think that's the case. You know, like I think we're in there, um, and so I don't think you know for the nine years, the whole time we've always just gone, like I've, I've just gone every single day. Um, about my business because I've never really worried about my position or a teammate's position being, you know, sacked. Um, this year's obviously been different because we've had the third import spot available. So um, you knew, I knew when I got signed as like the last guy. Obviously, though, I was agreed to a long time before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's sort of I was like, there's always going to be question marks always o- over be the head. Point, like, yeah, yeah the third yeah. import spot, yeah. and you know, there's so many different dynamics, like, and all that sort of stuff, and. Um, like so it's sort of natural like as soon as we lost some games like it was like those those questions were going to come to surface and um when you've got experts or renowned experts or whoever um past players um you know remarking about um positions Mm. you're going to get people that are fans or people that don't want to be you know, <laughs> uh, am I grievances? But people that lack the the knowledge, they they're obviously going to believe what they say. You know, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, those, those lines come across, and they might be compromised. So to hear Trev, I mean, and he hasn't obviously ruled it out because there's obviously that external noise, and you know, the the management want to win a championship too. You know, like of so course, yeah. they want to put the best foot forward. So for Trev to come out to us as a group, yeah. um, it was huge, and um, I, I for me, um, it was. Not reassuring, but I kind of motivated, like in terms of you know he's he's putting his reputation and his livelihood on the line too. Like this is the Wildcats. We know what we're about. We don't if we don't do well, he there's a chance he loses his job, you know. And so um, for a coach to say, hey, I'm backing this team and supporting him 110 percent. Um, if we're not successful, well, I guess you know, I fall on my sword. And yeah, I think you, you as a, as a player, you appreciate that he's done that for the group. Um, yeah, yeah, and and you, you hope know, that the trade-off is that the group realizes that there's faith in them correct. and, and performs for sure. adequately. Um, did it surprise you that Matty Knight came out and, yeah. and said yeah. that you guys need to make a change in a third import? Just given that knowledge yeah. of he's been in the setup for so long, yeah. knowing that established core and how it works, did that surprise you? Of course, yeah. I, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was extremely disappointed in, in those remarks and, and and let it known to him um, after that. Um, you guys had a chat about? Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, it's tough when you're like, because it's, it's a good mate of mine, and, yeah, I, and yeah, I've been yeah. through a lot with Maddie. And um, you know, to see that, um, you know, like straight after a game, and I sort of was like, I, I just wrote to him straight away. Like, I usually, you know, I don't I don't respond in matters like that. Like, I don't, but when it's a past player that's been through it all, like only two years ago, was sitting bottom of a ladder in yep. the exact same position. And my biggest thing about that whole, that whole situation is by saying that, um, you know that suggestion. You're really putting a position where, not a a, te- a guy, but uh, one of his friends could have lost his job, um, and that's the thing that uh, that really hurt me because I look at that and um, if we were in the same situation, I walked away and you know he's close with Damo, Jesse, Tom, and all these guys and all that. Um, if one of those guys loses his jobs, and obviously that's not because of Matty's suggestion, but he knows exactly what we're doing there. Yeah, yeah. My, you know, like as you as you extend your career, and I've been here for nine years. The one thing, and you you're, you you really uh, cherish the championships. It's the teammates and the camaraderie that is truly special. I mean, I've got uh, you know in-laws that you know have played in my and my te- as teammates. I've had you know I've been celebrant of people's weddings. I've you know best mates. You know like. So groomsmen, you know, like, and so to to see that that's what's like hurt me because I was like, far out, mate. We're we're 
we've been through this, you know, and more so Matty copped his, his heavy serving from social media about, you know, his injuries and form and all that. And I remember being, having countless amounts of coffees with him, talking about the negativity of social media and trying to, to block that out and don't worry about that. And, you know, so, um, yeah, I think, you know, what more, and that's what I, I, I um, sort of resent, what was said to him was, relayed to him was, Mate, you've been in the exact same situation. You've got a lot of, a lot of respect and trust from, from fans across the, the National Basketball League as well as the Perth Wildcats. If you, and you're entitled to your own opinion, but you could have used it in a huge way um, because that's, you know, what, what you could have done is supported us and get the, and, and backed us um, because and we're going through it. It's tough yeah, and you know yeah. exactly how it is. And, and, you know, not even as a, as a spectator, but as a mate, um, you can do that. And and did he hear that? Did you guys reach yeah. a place where you you sort of hear each other? Yeah, for sure. We've um, you know, we, yeah, we. It's it's still difficult because I mean it's like yeah. Um, but we're obviously amicable and and yeah, obviously we're good mates. Um, but yeah, like when you're dealing with that and sort of stuff. I mean that's the thing when you when you take away take away the. Uh, professional title, job title. It's, it's people's lives that you know. Mm-hmm. Are, are you dealing with that? And and that's that. That's what's I care about most as well. Sure. Yeah. Certainly a, a very big talking point over the the past few weeks, and and will continue to be. Um, let's lighten things up for a second because we've gone pretty heavy <laughs> for our first part of the year. Um, talk me through Tariko and Bryce. I saw a video on Instagram yeah. yesterday. They're obviously engaging in some NBA two K yep. challenges. Apparently, Tariko kicked, well, wanted to kick Bryce out of his house because he lost to him. Is Bryce the MVP at, at 2K as well yeah, as being the MVP well, at everything? This is the thing. None of them could admit who wins or who loot. Like it, every single time, they're like, no, nah, I'm winning the battle. And then they're like, oh, we're tied. And it's, and then Tariko says, like, Bryce, you had your sliders up. And then they'll say they do random teams. <laughs> and he's like, well, I got Golden State and then you got... You know, New York Knicks. Okay. I got New York Knicks. So I got the fit, like yeah, the the short end, and um, yeah, no. Look, so it's tough because none of them can actually ever admit um, <laughs> who's actually in the lead or winning. Um, my only issue is that they haven't invited any of the other guys. <laughs> I don't know if they think dads don't play um, Xbox because on the road we actually were playing FIFA and I'm undefeated. Um, so I absolutely wiped the floor through Clint. And, yeah? and uh, How are you finding time to keep your FIFA skills in check? I don't. I'm just... Just natural. From years natural ago of being in college for four years and wow. having a lot of past time. Um, it's actually when I... When Drake used to live with me, that was literally as soon as we got home, we yeah. played FIFA for okay. about five hours. That was um, po- like before having pre-kids. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Um, so things haven't really changed. Um, I sort of tr- played the like white man can't jump style to those two as well. Like Clint and Nordo were playing. I was like, oh, like what are the buttons and like oh, uh, had, trying to hustle him a little bit and then just smash him three okay. 0 and it, and like rules are three 0 It's a nudie run down the whole way. <laughs> um, obviously, it didn't happen. Nordo didn't oblige. Um, that's so that's fine. I'm happy for our listeners that's very to remind him. Yeah, but now it's all good. So it's it's uh, it was fine. And this is like obviously not my generation, but like they obviously brought like their Xbox and they're like playing on the road. And I was like, well, I'm just happy reading a, a novel like on the book and everyone's playing games. So I'm all about it. It makes me live a little bit younger. It makes me feel a little bit ju- <laughs> rejuvenized that I can play some games. I mean, I'm talking about Donkey Kong and they're talking about Red Dead Redemption. So yeah, yeah different times. Yeah, just a yeah, bit, of a, bit of a generation <laughs> gap starting to, to appear. Yeah. Um, really quick word on Cairns for Friday night. Yeah. They seem to be playing with a a lot more yeah. confidence in the past 
for your games. Do you? There's a theory going around that they are the most dangerous team in the league because the most dangerous man is the man with nothing to lose. Do you sort of subscribe to that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got guys playing for jobs, you know, mm. and um, well, one Nate is playing absolutely outstanding. Yeah, he's been he's, good, hasn't he's he? He's been legit. Yeah. I think he had 16, 17. They got to keep seven. feeding him. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you don't wish that for tomorrow <laughs> night, but they they just nah, got to keep and, feeding him in the what, post. And what I think you've seen as well, and we've saw it many times when Jared Kenny is aggressive. He's a completely different player and, and puts a different dynamic and that's what we saw against Brisbane like I think he hit threes but more so he was just attacking the rim and doing all that sort of stuff like it's tough because even when I, we played up in, in Cairns in New Year's like I sort of sat down with him and I was like mate just be like go back to having carefree and just being aggressive like play your natural whenever you're tentative and you don't like mm. and now he's obviously coming into here and hopefully he yeah goes back to in, into his shell but yeah like I mean like I love seeing him play that way so no nah, I mean that's the thing you got, you got guys that really like can throw they can be reckless you know in a way like um they don't have much to lose. I mean, there's no way they're in finals. So you've got a guy, you've got guys that are competing for contracts and you know to extend their careers. You've got guys that maybe trying to establish a role further in their team next season. Um, you know, some guys that maybe this is their last season. And so yeah, you've got a lot of guys. And for them, like to knock off a team that's trying to get in finals, that's a grand final. Like they're coming in here, thirteen thousand fans, unlike anything that they can experience. Yep. Um, yeah, they're dangerous, no doubt about that. But for us, we're not really. Yeah, cliche, but we really need to go back to what we're good at um, and, and to, you know, use our strengths to start exploring some teams. One last Twitter question before we get out of here. Ross Hall Butson wants to know, did you use any New Year's Day dad jokes like I haven't had a shower since course, last year? Of course I did. I, it's, I, it's a good time of year for you, mate, isn't it? Between I, um, Christmas and asking I'm, Rudolph I'm, hypotheticals <laughs> to am, New Year stuff. I am still using them like now. Like if I have, every time I've seen a person for a coffee, I'm like, oh, I feel like I haven't seen you all year. And um, like... Obviously, like first thing I was like, oh, I haven't eaten all year. Like, I haven't drank any water all year. Um, and because my roommate is Jesse Wagstaff, like it's sort sort of got to the point of annoyance because like we obviously feed off each other. Yep. And then to really like everything that we were doing, like he's like, oh, I haven't slept all year. Like you know, as that's a great two man uh, French oh, festival mate. show for when mate. you guys retired in a couple of mate. summers time. If you hey, guys want to do a two man French festival, here, like yeah, let us know because like I'm happy to. to it's to, just you guys for an hour just going back and just, forth just telling dad. It just jokes. might be me and him though, like, and there'll be an empty room. <laughs> I'd still be entertained and still laughing. Like, yeah, I there'd would be, be no different yeah, to yeah. just you guys on the road. <laughs> exactly right. No, let's uh, let's make that happen. Um, quick, Christopher time before yep. you get it here I'm keeping this simple and no disrespect to the Cairns type bands I yep. think you guys are winning by 20 plus on Friday night um, I think you're going to be back at home you're going to be refreshed I think that news about the import situation being clarified um, will probably give you a bit of rejuvenation yep. as well I think you'll do it and do it handsomely on Friday night what do you got yeah no I think uh, yeah I think you're going to see an even spread of uh, scorers I think so you have five guys in, in, in double figures at least and uh, and Damon had bounced back and hit at least one three pointer because he, he wasn't happy with his performance last week against yep. New Zealand. Yeah, so. that'd be good to hey, see. All right, Greg, we'll let you get out of here. Best of luck for Friday. Appreciate it, mate. Good and luck to your knee. Thanks very much. <laughs> and to our listeners, uh, stay tuned at Perth now in the West. We'll chat to you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.